We were in negotiations. Investing in real estate. They're winning, they're making money. What's up everyone? Welcome to the Real Estate Educators Podcast, where we provide the education you can build on. I am your host, Kevin Amalsh. This podcast is unlike anything I've seen or anything we have done in that we focus on real estate investors and the content creation behind that. We want to help real estate investors and real estate influencers make more money. If you like what you hear, maybe even if you don't, please do me a favor, give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. Speaking of friends, I've got one with me today. I am so excited to have Anthony with us. I have no idea how this is going to go because he's one of the most chill, hilarious guys I know. Whenever we go to his hometown in Minneapolis, he's the first call I make. It's like, let's hang out, bud. That's, that's what the phone call is, and I'm, I'm always looking forward to that. Um, so quickly, I'm going to have him introduce himself, but huge background in real estate developments, short-term rentals, um, apartment complexes, flips, construction, all of that. And he came before that, a background in custom paint jobs on automobiles. So let's hear this story. Uh, Anthony, what's up, man? Well, hey, Kevin. I, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on. It's always uh, great to see you again and talk with you and catch up. And also, I really do enjoy uh, sharing my story. It's funny you bring up the automotive thing. And uh, everybody always jumps in uh, and asks, hey, how did you get started in real estate? Well, it was thanks to all my clients in the in the automotive world. I specialized in restoring cars and custom paint jobs. And I realized everybody I was building cars for made their money in real estate. I'm like, well, if I could be half as good in real estate as I am at doing these cars, I, no doubt I'd be successful. And I made that transition. I started doing auto body in 2005. Um, and I finally left in 2017 to go full-time into real estate. I got into real estate in about 2014. So I'm coming up on a decade. I never really stop and take a look backwards. When I look at my career in real estate, things just kind of fell into place. And I never realized how much I acquired and did over the past nine years. And so it's like a compounding effect because I never think and thought I had any major huge wins. It was just all about hitting those singles and doubles. And there was a couple grand slams in there. And uh, early on in my career, I started attending the meetups that uh, Pine would host here. And they were during the day. So I would leave work on my lunch break. So they would have a lunch in meetups. And I'm like, well, anybody in real estate, that's anybody chances are are going to be going to the daily meetings rather than the nightly meetings because the, their focus is 100% real estate. So I would sneak out of work, go there for an hour, hour and a half network, and then zip back to work. Um, so, you know, in, in the auto body, it was just killing me staying in it for too long. I would work 10 hours at one job and then me and a buddy had another shop and I'd work till about one o'clock in the morning. Um, and I knew I couldn't keep up at that pace. It was great money. And I, you know, I really had a passion for it, but there was a time I had to just let go. And that basically was thank you to my kids. <laughs> so I ended up having uh, a son in 2013 and a daughter in 2016. And I was able to walk away from my full-time automotive job and go full-time in real estate in 2017. June 1st of 2017, I'll never forget the date. Um, however, I felt like I was far more productive when I did have a job. So <laughs> I, could, I could manage eight, nine flips at a time. Um, we got started in flipping our very first uh, project we ever had. It was actually someone I'd met at Pine Financial walked me through purchase agreement. I had no idea what I was doing. Pine funded it. It was a 100% funding deal. Worked out great. I did everything wrong and I still made money, but I actually leaned on my uh, network that I had and uh, Sean here in Minnesota with Pine 
Yeah, it was a great asset to have. I'd always be texting him, calling him, be like, hey, should I do this? He's like, I'm like, I got to make room for washer and dryers. He's like, yep, just have the hookups. Don't put washer and dryers in. I'm like, well, I thought we needed that. And he's like, that's an extra 12 to 2000 or 1200 bucks to 2000 bucks uh, that you're not going to get back. And it made complete sense. And I was a little over budget anyways. Uh, but, you know, fast forward now, we, yeah, like you said, we're in uh, land development. We have apartments, we have multifamily, we have motel. We're looking at acquiring a few more of those for land banking. We have commercial real estate, a little over 30,000 square foot building with multi-tenant leases, um, doing a few more build outs. We have an extra 6,000 square feet to build out to make it complete. It's all, all sorts of stuff, but it's all through networking and uh, doing the right thing. So. That's such a fascinating story. So I remember when I first met you, it was at one of our success summits. It was a Saturday full day event, and it was at the, the happy hour after. I don't know if you remember this, but you and I, we hung out for, gosh, it felt like an hour maybe talking about party buses. And you like got yourself into the party bus business for a little while. Tell, tell me about that. Yeah, so that's that's a pretty funny story. Is I was actually doing auto body, and some guy was getting his car fixed, and he actually uh, was a pastor to a church. I had given him a ride back to the church because we kind of had like a little courier service that we, you know, we give them a ride back to their car when they dropped a car off because they didn't have a vehicle. Um, so I gave him a ride back to the church, and I said, "That's a nice bus you got there." And he's like, "Oh yeah, you want to buy it? We'll sell it to you for five hundred bucks." And I was, it was a 77 passenger bus and uh, it was big and red and it said vital mission down the side with like a, a heartbeat thing. And uh, uh, so that was uh, a long time ago, but it was about the perfect timing because all my friends were turning 21. So it was 21 and then I, they had friends that were getting married. So we, we do bachelor parties, bachelorette parties. Um, you know, there's a lot of gray areas with party buses. It was before, you know, a few people have had party buses, but now, you know, it's like a mainstream thing. I'm glad I got out of it when I did. I had so much fun doing it. Uh, it was it was something that actually I used all the money to pay for my vacations every year. I'd make, you know, a lot of cash money that go right to my vacations. And uh, everybody's like, well, how do you go on so many cruises and trips? I'm like, I just I have money for my party bus. It's a business now. So it was a lot of fun. Um you know, it was the funny thing is, is my wife, Cassie, she uh, was interested in uh, buying another one now that we're adults, because we have so many kids that are friends that have kids, and we can't all just fit in one vehicle. Well, if we got a bus, we would. So it's, it might be in the works, it'd be more just for, for private use and uh, just for fun. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good stories there. Uh, a lot that I can't share here. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I remember the first time we had met, and uh, I mean, it, it was it was a friendship from the beginning. The amount of knowledge that you guys have over at Pine is just it led to a lot of my success, and I and I appreciate you guys being friends and business, you know, partners in a, in the deals that we have. So. Yeah, I was so fascinated by that party bus. That's why I was like intrigued with the conversation, why it went on for so long. But gosh, what an interesting transition like maybe we dig into that a little bit if you want like how you even got into into that I know you just mentioned that you saw it and you're like bought it for 500 bucks but such a weird thing to do and it really goes to your entrepreneur spirit like you are a true entrepreneur at the core so let's let's actually go back I want to I want to dig in a little bit on how you got into real estate so I understand that your clients were real estate investors and you saw that look there's money in it uh, these are nice cars. I'm painting these nice cars. But like, what's the what's a what's the first deal you did? Let's let's just talk about that. What's the first deal you did? 
Okay. Well, yeah. So what actually jumped started me in real estate is uh, my wife and I were wanting to do something more. We didn't want to work for someone our whole life. And so by having the option of freedom and building our own wealth through either of some sort of business. Uh, and all of a sudden we heard one of those ads, learn how to flip houses without using any of your own money, using other people's money. And it was a free seminar, you know, it was two hours and then they charge you the 199 for the three day. And then the three day they charge you 25 grand. Well, I'm not saying mentorships are for everyone, but they, they were for me. They were for me and my wife. And I, I it, instead of working, um, at my second job, I would work 10, 12 hours at my first job. And then I would stay up till one in the morning studying. I, I would fall asleep with my computer going. Um, and I'd have to go back and rewatch a lot of stuff. Uh, and I, I, you know, we had bought in for $25,000, our first flip we ever did. Um, we actually found, I, I was started telling my friends that we're getting into real estate and my next door neighbor, one of my best friends, um he's the walking mailman in town so he knows what everybody's going what what everybody's doing whether they're getting divorced whether they're in bankruptcy you know because he sees the mail come through and uh, he's like hey someone on my route uh, i just talked to him and their father passed away uh and uh, they got a house there's six kids and they just want to sell it they want to be done it needs work um and that's where i was like yeah that sounds great i set up a meeting um with the executive of the estate one of the siblings and so, and then we ended up having a sit down conversation with all of them, which is very intimidating for your first deal. And you don't really know what you're doing. Um, but that's where when I went to one of the pine meetings, I, I brought the purchase agreement. I walked through everything. And uh, it was a, my good friend, Patrick Galloway, had walked through everything on it for me. I'm like, well, what's this sentence, this, this paragraph mean? He's like, you don't need to worry about that. I'm like, well, what if they ask me about it? I need to know how to answer. So he, he probably spent an hour and a half going through like a 36 page purchase agreement, which was way overkill. Um, but we were in negotiations, we established a price and then we sat down and we, we inked the deal. And I'm like, all right, now I need to know how to fund it because I don't have any money. <laughs> I just spent it on a mentorship package. Um, <laughs> However, that's where Pine came in and Pine looked at the deal and there we got an appraisal and it was uh, came in way over what we were thinking and it was a lot of work. I mean, I hired people to do it, but then there was also things I just didn't like and I ended up spending a lot more time than I should have. You know, I, I will never rip off wallpaper again. We had a lot of wallpaper we had to remove oh, on this house. Done that. Yeah. And that's that's where it's like and my wife's pregnant at the time. And so she's over there working. And yeah, I was like, well, this isn't sustainable, but neither was my auto body career. But you know what? I, I keep looking at the big paycheck at the end of the day. It was like I said, we did everything wrong. We, we should have hired everything out. We still would have made money. Instead, we, we spent a lot, of a lot of our own time, which we shouldn't have, um, but we didn't know. And the mentorship told us, yep, you have to do this. But we were like, well, we got to save money. We got to do this. The more work we do, the more money we make. And that's where... Um, I've learned throughout the years that you can't be everywhere. You can't do everything. And that's where you got to rely on your team. Um, and, you know, in doing that fast forward a few years, I ended up starting a construction company. Um, but that's where, you know, the entrepreneurship comes into play is I, I've always figured out a way. Um, if someone gives me a direction, I can figure it out. Well, with the mentorship package and my network uh, around here in Minnesota has been great. They, they helped guided me in the right direction. And I was able to do a lot more with less time. So you owe a lot, it sounds like, to that mentorship program. 
Yep. I wouldn't even know what real estate meetups were. And, and, you know, and now I run the, one of the the second largest real estate meetups in the state, which I believe, you know, community is the new currency. When you have that, you have anybody you can go to. Um, there's a lot of people that I help out because I have a great Rolodex because I have that real estate club. And yeah. that's when, you know, I, everybody's like, well, do you have a good, uh, real estate attorney? Yeah, I have a great one. I have a couple of them. I have some that are really good friends of mine and some that I use only when people need to be treated. <laughs> a when, when, car, when karma needs to come into play, <laughs> you, you find the network and you grow within it. And you, I wouldn't even have known what the, the RIAs, the meetups, I wouldn't have ever uh, met you. I would have, you know, there's so many friends I made along the way and, you know, knock on wood, I've only been burned a few times by a few contractors, but uh, you adjust and you know what to do. You know, if people, people say they'll do everything for you, but it don't always come through. Yeah, I love what you're saying here. And I want to get into the the education and how you kind of went that direction. I know, And I know you use that mostly for your own deals. You're not trying to profit from that. Um, but the network is so huge. And and I love hanging out with you too. You know, you flew out here to Denver and we went skiing together and I come out there a couple of times a year, or at least once a year and love hanging out with you out there. Danielle and Cassie get along great. People say that this is a lonely business and it is, but it doesn't necessarily have to be, right? So if you, you created a community, you created a network um, that you rely on now. So yeah, let's go into it right now. So tell me about the, tell me about okay. your association. Yeah, so I, I started attending uh, a RIA in here and- you know, it was fairly inexpensive to join. It was about 199 bucks a year. I'm like, well, it makes sense to join. I want to be around like-minded individuals. But what I found out, you know, there's a lot of people, and it's not knocking the group. It, everybody learns at different different paces, and everybody has different needs and wants. But I started attending these meetups, and everybody's like, oh, I'm a wholesaler. I'm like, okay, well, do you have any active wholesale deals you'd like to sell? Uh, no, I'm like, okay, well, how many of you wholesale? Well, I have none yet. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working yeah. on my first deal. And it, it was, I, I kept meeting tire kickers and I'm like, there's gotta be something else out there. And that's when I started going to the pine luncheons. And I realized the people that are showing up at night at some of these groups are the ones with full-time jobs. And there's nothing wrong against that. I highly advise keeping your W-2 job for acquiring real estate. But when you get in the more of the passive side, after you've built up your portfolio, if that's the direction you wanted to go, by all means, uh, you can focus 100% on real estate and free up a lot of your time. And it, you know whether it's time freedom or a flexible schedule and th those are two different things is totally. where when you have when you have a business and you're and you're running it it's keeping you busy and you're making money however if you have you know you you don't have any obligations that you need to be that's a true business owner a passive business owner you know in passive rentals you, you know people can say they're passive it doesn't matter you're still going to spend some amount of time unless you're just a straight up passive investor and uh, you know I, I think obviously investing in pine, you, you know, we guys offer 8% return. It was like, That's yeah, right. I, no investors ever lost money. I'm like, well, I'm going to get to that someday. Like I like my real estate portfolio, but at some point, I don't want to deal with anything. And that's where, I mean, I parked my money. I, I trust you guys. I've been deal, doing business since uh, 2015 with you guys. We just sold one the other day that we had with you guys as well. Right. And that was, a, that was another 100% funded deal. Um, we've had a lot of solid wins that we, could, we, you know, we couldn't have been able to do without you. But, you know, the real estate club, I didn't start the club. However, I started attending it. And I, I liked the people in the room. It was more of my group. It was, you know, 25, 30 people. But I, there was something missing. There was like, it was 
in a club, there is an office space and you could utilize the office space if you were a club member. But there was just something missing at both of these events. And I figured that out was everybody networks a little bit easier when they have two or three cocktails in them. So I started having beer available at these. Uh, so I, I suggested because the, the one I was actually presenting on, it was it was October. So I wanted to do an Oktoberfest. And, you know, my passion about Oktoberfest is likely like yours. And um, so I was like, well, we got to have some beer. So the owner of the club, he's like, well, here's, you know, here's 50 bucks. Go get some beer. So I went and bought a bunch of Oktoberfest beer. And it, went, it happened to be one of the best, best networking events ever. Um, so from then on out, uh, we started having beer and wine available. You know, we always had snacks and everything. Fast forward about a year and a half, two years, we ended up uh, taking over because the person that started that club uh, kind of transitioned out of real estate to do other. He was just a serial entrepreneur. Um, he's always going and trying to figure out a different way to make a buck. And where I wanted to focus on real estate, and that's where he's like, hey, I really want you to uh, take over the club. And I said, yeah, that'd be great. I'd you know, I'm presenting and hosting almost every single week or month anyways. Um, but how it all started is when I attended the club, he asked the owners, he's like, well, what are you doing real estate? I was like, oh, well, you know, I still have a full-time job and I'm still new. And he's like, well, how long have you been doing it? I'm like, well, about a year. He's like, well, you're not really that new anymore, you know? So, and uh, I said, well, at some point, uh, you know, I, I'd like to, you know, be a lot further along. He's like, well, just keep going and you will. And so he's like, well, how many flips have you done? And I was like, well, I've completed three. And he's like, well, three in a year for your first year is a lot. And I was like, well, I, I guess I didn't think it was. And to me, I never look at myself as wildly successful or anything because I've never done anything too crazy. And But it, it is the consistency that just keeps going that's going to get you in the right direction. Um, so I started presenting my case studies. And after two years, we ended up having a case study, a brand new case study every single month. I never had to repeat my case studies. Everybody would be like, wow, you're, you're doing a lot in real estate. And they'd start asking me questions like, hey, what did you do? Have you ever experienced this? And it was just a snowball effect. And, you know, I think we're at about 43 flips we've done. I don't think we lost money on one. My wife argues that we lost money. If you count my time to finish it, but we did get hosed by a contractor. Um, they actually had purchased all the cabinets and everything. And then he was squatting in the house. And next thing you know, he broke into the house, stole the cabinets, returned them, got the money, and then took off to Colorado. So we'll have to find him someday. He but came here. I, I let karma. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I let karma take care of that stuff. And you can only chase it so hard. He didn't have much money to go after anyway. So I kind of just yeah. moved on, accepted the loss. And, well, you know, we, we've had a lot of, lot of wins throughout the years. And we never really collect any of that money to live off of. That was all reinvested back into real estate. And, you know, it's the compounding effect. And when it starts going, it starts going. Um, and, uh, you know, I never stopped back to take a look at how far I'd become um, until one of my business partners brought it up. And she's like, you, you should really be proud of yourself. This is, you know, it, it's your honesty and integrity that got you this far. And it's going to take you way further. And uh, she had brought it up to me and I was like, God, I just never stopped back to reflect. Even though in my mentorship program, it always says you got to celebrate all wins. And I, I just kept putting my nose in the grindstone and kept going. And, uh, you know, by building the real estate club into a different brand. So we kind of rebranded it. It's, it's the networking that drives revenue is what the original brand was. But also I wanted the community. I wanted like-minded individuals, people that thought the way I did, that did the same yes. things I did. And, uh, you know, in the mentorship program that I had, they said, if you uh, start attending every single local meetup, 
And if there isn't any available, start your own. Well, I took over one and I owe a lot of success to that because of the people that were in that room. And like I said, now I have a, a Rolodex full of great people. And I also have a blacklist of people that I don't want to use again. So um, by building that, it, it, it made it into a community that I get excited to go to, where sometimes it's like, oh, I got this meeting after work I got to go to. Now it's like, oh, I'm fired up. We do boat cruises uh, in July. We go on the margaritas on the Mississippi. We do uh, um, horse racing at Canterbury Downs here in September. We have a big holiday party. We bring in various different topics, any and all things real estate. You know, I, uh, when I was trying to transition out of flipping houses and get more into the land development and commercial or multifamily, um, I realized a lot of the investors wanted to do the same. They just weren't ready. However, they still needed to get their feet wet flipping houses. And so I ended up hosting an event called Build Your Real Estate Dream Team. Uh, and it's everything and anything you need to be successful in real estate. And it's a title company, hard money lenders, uh, bankers, flooring, cabinets, countertops, painters, roofers, ciders, everything that you need in real estate. I, I had 17 different vendors in, I rented out the largest room at the embassy suites to host this. I had no idea if it was going to make sense or not. And everybody loved it. So I, I do it once a year. Um, and all I did was made sure the people that work, you know, help me be successful, get more business so they can be more successful. And it, so it was a very positive environment. Everybody was fired up. And, you know, we had the cocktail table set around the room. We had the waitress and waiters walking around with the hors d'oeuvres. Um, it was set up like a cocktail party. And I never knew that that was something I could do. But when you have a club and you get feedback from your, your members, you host whatever makes sense. Uh, you know, we do foreclosure classes, uh, 1031 exchanges, self-directed retirements, uh, how to get all your deals funded, uh, cost segregation, anything and everything. Uh, and that's where if my club members want to learn about a topic, I'll, if I don't know that person that's the, the expert in that topic, I'll find them. And if I have to, I'll fly them in. So that's where it's a, it's a very powerful community that, you know, if you're it in real estate and are stuck, go out and network, You'll go to these club meetings or real estate associations. And, uh, you know, I, these are things that will be game changers in the long run. And, and don't forget to look how far you've become uh, in, in such a short amount of time. The Real Estate Educators Podcast is brought to you by Pine Financial Group. Pine Financial Group is a private lender specializing in value-add bridge lending for real estate investors. This is accomplished by raising private money from individual investors and lending that money out in short-term real estate loans. Pine operates one of the coolest public mortgage funds on the market because it brings consistency and security to your investment portfolio without giving up on returns. The fund pays its investors a flat 8% return with monthly distributions. There is a low minimum investment and no lockup period. That's right. You can request all of your money back at any time without any fees. Diversify your portfolio out of Wall Street and into Main Street with the Pine Financial Group Public Fund PFG Fund 5. Find out more at pinefinancialgroup.com. That's pinefinancialgroup.com. Oh my gosh, there's so much, Anthony, to unpack there. And we're kind of running a little on time here. I, I, I'm going to have to have you back on if you're up for it and, and kind of go through some yeah. of this stuff. But I, I wrote down 
and this is what everyone's been telling me on the podcast so far is that when you really focus on your audience and your community and helping other people be successful, you become very successful. And you said the exact same thing, the consistency, building the community. It's not just about revenue. It's about a community and being in, involved and welcome and, and supported. And all of that is, is huge. And you created that with, with your club. I know you say you take it over and I, I, I guess you did, but you really have created this yourself. And um, I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud to, to proud of you. I, I enjoyed watching this journey and proud to be a part of it. Love hanging out with you. Let's let's talk about like what is it? How do people get involved if they're in in the area? You're in Minnesota, so how do people get involved? And what events you got coming up? And let's let's go through that. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. No, I I, I appreciate it, and I, you know, I mean, uh, the real estate club. It was it was when we took it over. It's called the Minnesota Real Estate Club. We re rebranded it and wanted to have something that was a fun environment that people were fired up to attend to. This this wasn't another boring class. You're gonna go learn about something. We always have our networking, we have our deal pitching. So if somebody has a wholesale, a rehab, anything like that available, we we do business amongst the community. Um, and the greatest thing is, is you know, I have about a three thousand uh, person email list for I blast out wholesales or deals to, but I get first crack at every single deal. One of my club members email me one. I'm like, yeah, I'll take that one. Or I'll be like, I already know who wants that because, well, that's Edina. This is the person that buys in that area. Or that one's way out in Hutchinson. I have people out there as well. So it's the Minnesota Real Estate Club, not just the Twin Cities Real Estate Club. We got two guys that drive down every single month from Duluth and because they love what we, we had to offer. And actually, I met them at one of the Investor Success Summits. And wow. they became club members and they, they don't miss a meeting. They drive down two, two and a half hours every single uh, second Thursday of the month. So we, we have it monthly meetings. Um, so it's uh, the second Thursday of every single month. And we have a big boat cruise coming up in July, which we, we rent out the boat. So it's margaritas on the Mississippi. It's all you can eat, all you can drink. We have tacos, nachos, uh, margaritas, beers, wine, whatever you want. Um, we have uh, a link available on our Facebook page. Uh, uh, you know, it's called the MN Real Estate Club or the Minnesota Real Estate Club. Um, we have the webpage for sign up. Our, our membership dues are fairly inexpensive for what you're getting out of it. We offer it for $3.97 a year. So it's 400 bucks a year. And if you have a partner that you, you, you want to come along to the meetings, it's $5.97 for both of you. But what that includes is that's your dinner every second Thursday. That's your drinks. And that gets you into the community. That makes you a club member. And we want it to be like the, you know, a good old boys club, but also with a, a new twist on it, where it wasn't just a bunch of people saying, I'm going to do a deal. I'm going to do a deal. It's like, how can we help you get your first deal? How can we help you get the next one? And it, it, revenue and money is a byproduct of what, what comes in this. I, I, I never did the real estate club to get rich, but what happens out of it is money does follow it. And that's where the community is the new currency. You have like-minded individuals around you. They're going to get you fired up. They're going to, they're going to want you to be successful and you're going to want them to be successful. It's, it's a ladder that you're all climbing together. And I, you know, I, I've uh, done a lot of deals where it's just my friends, you know, that I met through real estate and they're my best friends. My business partners are my best friends. I, any of my deals, I, I don't offer them to anyone else. I want to make sure that they, if, if I'm part of it, I want them part of it. There's There's been so many times where some of my business partners uh, brought a deal and I'm like, well, what do you need me in this deal for? They're like, because we want you to. I'm like, I, I don't see, I mean, like, I'll help you. I'll negotiate everything for you for free. 
And they're like, no, we want you part of the deal. And so I get a lot of ownership and a lot of properties and it works out really well. Um, and through the club, I've learned a lot about seller financing, creative structures um, it, and it's nothing that's unheard of. People are doing it. I just didn't know it was possible until I learned about it. And then I took a deep dive into it. And I think that's a very powerful tool, especially in today's market with the high interest rates and, and on the longer term holds. And I, you know, it's not the cost of money, it's the availability of money on the short term flips and, you know, anything under two years, I don't care what money costs be as long as the profit makes the set, makes sense to do it yet. But the longer term holds, you got to get creative. Uh, some banks won't, won't uh, do much over three to five years right now. Um, there's always a balloon payment and, and three to five years might get you out of the, this high interest rates, you know, after reading a few articles, but I think we're in uncharted waters. We don't know where to go. Um, but I, I'm still actively making offers and I'm not so much on single family houses anymore, more so on, on land deals and stuff that's sustainable, uh, on its own, even if the land deals don't come across, I, I, I don't buy a property if it's got less than an acre and a half right now. Um, I know what I can put on two acres and I know what I can put on an acre and a half. I, if it's a busy corner and it's got over an acre and a half, I know that, you know, uh, a C store is going to end up being interested in that at some point if it's high traffic area. So I, I, I always look to see if Quick Trip or Holiday Circle K or someone or Super America is looking to expand um, and I want to buy that land or if I want to tear it down and end up putting up an apartment complex in a few years on demand and growth. Um, so I watch a lot of market studies and and you know try to buy stuff that makes sense and cash flow so where it sits so that way I'm not sitting there shelling out money every single month. Painting cars, huh? Look at yeah. You. <laughs> Last couple of things. You mentioned something that stuck with me here, and you said tire kickers, and that was the other real estate club um, that you were going to. You found value, but you just you were surrounding yourself from tire kickers, and you wanted to surround yourself with more like-minded, action-oriented people. Um, let's dig into you for just a quick second. What gave you the motivation to actually take the action to do that very first flip? Well. When you spend twenty five thousand dollars, you on a maybe that's it, program, right? That'll you, do it. <laughs> you better use it. Um, and so that's that's one other thing is my club. I don't offer anything for sale. Uh, I don't try to push something that my my club members don't need down their throats. Where a lot of different meetups make their money uh, by taking a percentage of the profits of the sales for uh, wholesaling courses, rehabbing courses, buying notes, tax liens. They, they're making money off of every package sold where I don't want to sell anything. Nothing's for sale except for memberships at mine. If all of a sudden one of my speakers has a service that you want, then yes, absolutely. You can go. If you want to go get a cost segregation, I got a great guy for it. You can go utilize him. And that's what it's all about is I don't want to sell you something you don't need. Was, did I need the mentorship uh, package? Absolutely. I needed a little motivation to get me in the right direction. But is it for everyone? No. If you're already attending the Minnesota Real Estate Club or other meetups, you're already in the right room. You, you, you already are further along than I was when I started. I had no idea this world existed. And that's what I, right now, it's, I try to promote that. Hey, if you're looking for something a little different, it, whether you want to be in real estate or not, we have people that are doctors that are there that they want to invest in real estate. And we have, I'm actually in a doctor's office right now. 
Um, we did a medical office buildup. We framed up everything. This was kind of a blank slate building. Um, I'm just here. It, it got some punch list items, taking notes, and I'll have my guys finish up next week. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the amazing. And I met them through the real estate club. And uh, we get a lot of new investors where they're, they bought into a, a mentorship package and they spent a lot of money on it and they get stuck. And I'm like, well, you got to follow and, and go back. They're like, well, with my full-time job, it's just too much. So uh, I had one investor that I uh, bought into a mentorship program and he had came to me and I had helped him out with a couple flips and a couple of his rental properties. He's like, you are like a USB plug and play everything I need under one roof. And, and I'm like, well, that's, you know what the club gets you. And, uh, you know, but it took me years to build that type of Rolodex and trusted contractors, trusted people to do business with lenders. I mean, title companies, everything. And that that's the direction I want more people to focus on because you, you can spend your spin your wheels tirelessly going to every single meetup and you, you'll be blue in the face. And if you don't take action, you'll never, all that would just be a waste of time. Yeah. And, and, and being around a group like yours, where there's a smaller group, 30, 40, I think, and hmm. everybody's pretty active, right? So you get in, yourself into a room like that for, 400 bucks. I mean, gosh, seems like a great deal. Um, so yeah. the last thing before we, before we go, you know, we're going to have to have you back if you're up for it, man, because I want to get into some case studies and some of your deals that you're doing and, and some more of the benefit that you're providing to your community, but Oktoberfest, you never responded to my text. So I, I, I meant to respond and I, I know I missed your birthday too. So happy birthday a month, month and a day late. So <laughs> sorry <you>. about that. Um, <laughs> I just have been, been busy and I, I meant to respond to that. I did check out the dates on the calendar. There happens to be nothing going on. I just need to convince what? my wife. So, okay. um, and I was going to surprise you after I did say, yes, I was good. I was going to go. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I told you when I first met you and you had mentioned Oktoberfest and I said, hey, it's been one, one of my lifelong goals and it's on my bucket list to go to Oktoberfest. And instead of waiting and waiting and waiting every year, I just need to go because I know I want to go every single year then too. I know we had, we had a plan to go, but it was a, a COVID issue. COVID, we, yeah. We weren't able to go. Um, so I, I'm, uh, I'm about 90% in. Okay. I want to make sure that it all works out. Uh, you know, that it, it's been a lifelong dream and I know obviously it'd be a lot of fun with the group of people and yeah. going with you. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, and there's going to be some real estate folks there and we're just going to be drinking beer and hanging out and networking and, and well, partying. So hopefully, hopefully you that can sounds make like it. the real estate club. <laughs> sounds just like it. No Mississippi River. We're going to be in a secluded tent, drinking warm beer and listening to American music. And we're going to fly all the way across the, the world to do it. But it's a great time, man. I hope hopefully you can make it. Um, is there any final words you want to share with us before we have to let you go? No, I just want to say, you know, thank you and how much I appreciate you and your company for years of success and doing great deals together um and having me on um and for people that are just getting started just jump in and get going um take action yeah, biggest thing is do what you say you're going to do and follow through um I, I always uh everybody always wonders how, how do you be successful and i i said f you follow up follow up that's what f you stands for follow up so awesome. not, not swearing on here, but you follow up with everything and you send a text you, and that's my 
demise right there with you. I forgot to follow up with that. It was a group message in my my defense, but that was my fault for not going through that. Um, but yeah, follow up and call call someone. And if you are stuck, reach out. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, no one got to the top alone. And if you did, it's probably pretty lonely up there. I, I want to be the one reaching down and pulling people up with me. You crack me up, man. All right. Check it out. <laughs> Minnesota Real Estate Investment Club. You can find him, he said, on Facebook. So we'll get the link, put it in the show notes. Uh, but check it out. Minnesota Real Estate Investment Club. Um, Anthony, thank you so much, man. It's great to have you. Thank you, Kevin. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If you did, please be sure to follow and leave us a review. Oh yeah, and tell a friend.